Mitt Romney sells his massive mega mansion that's worth about $23.5 million, mainly due to basically the hassles of neighbors. And this is kind of one of the reasons why if you have enough money, you should try to like not live close to neighbors because you're always going to have like crazy neighbors or a crazy neighbor who's just going to like hassle you to like no end. So let's get into the story. So the notorious San Diego home of Mitt Romney, which made headlines in 2012 for having planned in an installation of a car elevator, is now an escrow for $23.5 million. Now, here's the thing, right? How rich do you have to be to where, like, the addition to your house, right, is a car elevator, right? You know how, like, some people improve, like, their cabinets, maybe get a nicer-looking sink, maybe get a nice new toilet? Well, apparently, if you're rich enough, that's, you know, small scale, and you got to go with a car elevator because that's what's important inside a house, you know. So the move comes after years of enduring backlash from neighbors for tearing down and demolishing the initial oceanfront structure and building a new, bigger home. So Anthony Cianni, a L.A. Jola, California architect and former neighbor of Romney at the time, told the Post that his issue was mostly concerning public use of the beach. Not all of the neighbors had issues with the Romney's project, Shiani said, but others, including me, disputed their claim to own the Sandy Beach west of the historic property line, which could interfere with the historical public use of the beach. And because that uses the additional area of land to build a larger house than would otherwise comply with the development regulations. See, now here's the thing, right? Why are neighbors telling you, like telling like any homeowner, like, hey, you know, even though you own this land, we're going to dictate how you actually get to use it. Like, that just seems really annoying to me, right? Like, who wants to deal with that? Like, who wants to have neighbors be able to say what they're going to do on their own property? Right now, I understand if like if someone's doing something that might cause like harm to another person. Now, that is something that, yeah, your neighbors should be able to come in and like be like, hey, no, don't do that. Right. Like, like that's just crazy. But if you're owning the land, right, you should be able to do pretty much whatever you want to that land. So the mere fact that you have like a situation where this can even happen where your next door neighbors could be like, oh no, you know, we don't want you to build up on that land because of all this nonsense of historical importance, which doesn't mean a crap amount of anything. Okay, so let's get into it. And that's a crazy that it they actually did tear the whole thing down. Wow. So I hope the new owners enjoyed their new home and appreciate the public's enjoyment of the beach and ocean and sunsets the new owners will have 365 days a year, Siani said. But Siani added that he no longer has hard feelings after Romney kept his promise to dedicate the beach for public use. 
Five years ago, CNN explained why the former Republican presidential candidate wanted to buy the home. He could have bought other nearby houses that were bigger and for less, and for less trouble sooner, and he didn't do that, Siani told the San Diego Tribune in 2015. Supposedly, the story was that it was really important to him, so this is a contradiction to that and a significant contradiction. So Romney bought the 3,000-square-foot oceanfront home for $12 million in 2008 and planned to build an 11,000-square-foot house with a subterranean garage in its place, which, by the way, that means what I said is correct, that this is literally a mega-mansion. Wow. So Romney, 74, and his wife, Anne, purchased the L.A. Jolie home in 2008, and at the time of the purchase, the home was made up of only three bedrooms and five bathrooms. Now, today, the new residence has been turned into a two-story, five-bedroom, and seven-bath home and stands at over 8,100 square feet. So they didn't actually get to the 11,000 square feet, apparently, right? Yeah, because I think because of the whole like uh, beach issue, they planned for 11,000, but settled for like 80,000, well, 8,100. But either way, right, like... Who needs five bedrooms and seven bathrooms, right? Like, what, you're going to take seven poops in seven different bathrooms? Now, obviously, if you have a big family, it kind of makes sense. But having a big family is pretty rare. And even if you do have a big family, is every single family member actually going to be living there? Probably not. Either way, that does look like a pretty nice house. But see, here's the thing, right? Like, I never understood this concept that people have. Why buy a house for millions of dollars, regardless if it looks this good, right? Why would you buy this house and then have to deal with literally neighbors right next to you? Like literally right next to you. They can literally just look into your backyard. Like why do you want to deal with that, right? Like that's such like an invasion of privacy. And if you're spending big bucks like that, why not go someplace where, like, you have, like, more space to yourself, right? I mean, everyone has different tastes, but if I'm spending almost $30 million, well, to them originally around $12 million, I'd probably get something, like, in the mountains or, yeah, in the beach, but maybe in, like, a less crowded area, a little bit more private, have hardly any neighbors, and buy something there. So after the controversial rebuild, which was completed at the end of 2015, Romney hired a broker to find a seller in an off-market deal his lawyer confirmed to the San Diego Tribune at the time. I can confirm that the home under construction has been shown to potential buyers, said Matthew Peterson, who represented Romney in 2015. The rebuild, which was heavily opposed by those in the neighborhood, included new retaining walls, a relocated driveway, and a four-car garage with a lift. So the home became politicized in the 2012 presidential election. While opponents of Romney used the project to paint him as a wealthy person who is out of touch with the American people, the Romney camp said the family needed the extra room in the lift for his wife, who has multiple sclerosis. Which, by the way, this this is probably one of the scariest, uh, scariest conditions that someone can actually have because it is completely at random and there's no cure, Right. This kind of thing is basically like a situation where like you could literally just wake up one day and not be able to walk. 
You could just wake up one day and not be able to see. You could wake up today and literally have no control over your body at all, a hundred percent. Right? This is like such a scary like medical condition to actually have, because it's almost like you lose complete control. Right? So, I think it's amazing for anyone in this situation for the husband to be able to be so wealthy that the wife does not have to worry about money. Because imagine if you are single with multiple sclerosis, right? With MS. You're basically screwed, right? You are pretty much screwed 100% if you have a very harsh or bad case of multiple sclerosis because you just can't work, right? And you might not be able to drive. You probably have to have a caretaker. Like It will get so expensive. So I think it's good that you have a situation where a husband is so wealthy that even though the wife has multiple sclerosis, they can provide them in every way, shape, and imaginable, right? While also being able to do more things. Now, that's not saying that I like Romney or I don't like Romney. But let's just put this in examples. Like, let's say that if you're a person that you're in love with or that, you know, you are with or whatever, right, ends up just being diagnosed with MS, right? Hopefully you would also want to be in a situation where you are financially fit or financially capable enough, even with, you know, a lot less money than what he was making, to be able to be like financially strong enough, like have a strong enough financial foundation to where you could take care of the person that you love so that they could just focus on their health right? So that they can focus on, okay, I don't have to struggle about like eating food, right? Like I don't have to struggle about working to like make money to get food to eat, right? I don't have to worry about getting fired from a job because I have someone that can take care of me when I need to be taken care of. So I think that is a pretty good thing to like really be in a situation where you can actually deal with that, right? Which, by the way, if you want to learn how to get into a financially strong foundation sense, where if something like this pops up, you have a higher chance of being able to deal with this craziness, then go down below and learn the secret to mastering your money. Because here's the thing, right? Personal finance is simple. Mastering your money is simple. Anyone can get into that time frame or like basically in that time of their life where they can take care of themselves financially in case anything like this were to ever come up right like if you have like 20 30 grand in the bank and you have like a few episodes of ms then you know like okay i don't have to worry too much even if i were to get fired because then i could find another job right like that's the thing like having that sense of ease that like lack of like a massive boulder on your shoulders can really help someone out, right? So I hope that everyone is able to get into a situation where they can take care of the person that they care about to such a high extent to where they take care of them, but then also are able to provide them with whatever lifestyle they actually want. 
Okay, so then planning documents at the time laid out designs for a more than 11,000 square foot house with a library, exercise room, recreation room, and a room for beach gear. So Romney announced the sale during a virtual discussion with the Salt Lake Chamber, Utah's largest business association. The Republican senator and his wife still own four other properties: a 5,900 square foot home in Holiday, Utah, a ski chalet in Park City, Utah, a vacation home in Lake Winnipesaukee, and New Hampshire in a home in the Washington D.C. area. Okay, so this guy is making so much money. Right, he's making so much money because that's like that's a crazy amount of money, right? To be to have multiple different homes and basically have like I don't even know if this is like basically he's like I don't think this is actually his like main home at all. But even if this is like more like a vacation home or something, like this is like nearly almost thirty million, which means like he's got to be worth. Close to like I don't know like fifty million, maybe even a hundred million dollars, right? Like this is pretty intense when you really think about it. So now here's also another thing that I don't really like. I don't necessarily like how there's so many politicians, both right and left, that make millions and millions and millions of dollars while they're in office. Now that being said, there's nothing wrong. With making millions of dollars, I just think it's odd that there's a lot of politicians on both sides that end up making millions of dollars once they become in office. Once they get to that level where they're like a high-leveled politician that doesn't actually have a big salary. And yet, somehow, they're able to get millions and millions of dollars without really doing anything. So you know, it's sometimes interesting to see that happen. But feel free to give your thoughts. Either way, being able to be so strong financially that you can deal with pretty much any emergency that comes into your life, I think that's a very good thing. And that's something that a lot of people can learn from this situation is that, like, hey, sometimes one of the best ways to deal with struggles in life is to get yourself into a position where you're so financially strong, basically on your foundation level, that if anything were to pop up. It's not an emergency. It's just more of like, oh, that's like a kind of like a hassle that I just got to deal with, right? Like, oh, that's like a mosquito bite that I gotta like just put some a little bit dab of medicine on, right? Basically, almost like nothing, right? Almost like you know, oh, I accidentally like flicked a doorknob or something, right? Yeah, it kind of stings a little bit, but it's not that big of a deal, and that's basically. His wife's MS situation with how strong he is financially, and so other people can get into a, a similar situation. Maybe not as much as how much money he actually has, but the sense of financial freedom and the sense of financial security, like him. Because let's face facts: if you are working like a nine-to-five job. Your partner might be dealing with some sort of medical issue, but if you have 
20 grand in the bank. Things that come up aren't really going to affect you. If you have no debt, that's not really going to like affect you. Like things that just pop up are not going to affect you, right? If your car breaks down and if you got like 20 grand in the bank account, that's not really going to affect you, right? You'd be like, oh man, that sucks. Like I'm going to lose some money, but you just pay it. And like it's nothing, right? Like you drop your two grand phone, right? But you have a decent bank account size, right? You're like, oh, you know, that kind of sucks, but whatever. You know, it's only a grand. So that's the way to really think about it and just like how you should go about life when it comes to thinking about like just everyday expenses and like things that might just randomly pop up in your life that's going to cost money. You got to think about it like, well, I mean, that's kind of like a hassle to deal with, but, you know, it's not that big of a deal, you know. I'm not going to, like, not eat tomorrow because of this situation. Like, I still got a roof over my head. I have a roof over my head for, like, months, if not years, because of my financial foundation. And that's something that I really hope people really, like, dig deep down into themselves and, like, just really securing their finances because no one should be struggling with their everyday purchases or everyday expenses or just simply living a life. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation and it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.